Hello and welcome into another episode on the Labumba Pastors blog. I'm Asumba Jonathan. Today's lesson is a rebroadcast from our series in the Gospel of John. The title of the lesson is The Light of the World, and the text to begin is John chapter 1 from verse 4 to verse 9, which says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. John uses contrasting terms and recurring themes in his gospel. In scripture, Light is often used symbolically to refer to intellectual and spiritual enlightenment, while darkness is used metaphorically to describe lostness and rejection of truth. In his first epistle, John writes this way to us. This is from 1 John chapter 2, verse 8 to verse 11. At the same time, it is a new commandment that I am writing to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. When he was arrested, Jesus made this statement describing what was about to take place. In Luke 22, verse 53, we read, When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. So, Satan's kingdom is the kingdom of darkness, and Christ is the light sent to redeem people. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, we read, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. John makes sure we understand the significance of these terms he uses to describe Christ. These are all things that point to Jesus being the Messiah. He is the light sent to light up the darkness. He is the way to the Father. He purifies us and calls us into the light. Notice that already in verse 7, John's purpose statement of proving that Jesus is the Christ comes out to us. He says that all might believe through him. Notice also that it says the darkness has not overcome it. Christians may sometimes fall prey to thinking the darkness has somehow overcome the light. In the early church at Jerusalem, the light was attacked violently by darkness. In Acts chapter 8, from verse 1 to 3, we read, And Saul approved of his execution. That was the execution of Stephen. And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentation over him. But Saul was ravaging the church. And entering house after house, he dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. This was seeking to forcefully extinguish the light of Christ. Remember, earlier the Jews had forbidden the apostles from preaching about Jesus. 
In Acts 4, from verse 17 to 20, we read, But in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. After Stephen's execution, Christians were arrested and imprisoned. This was Satan seeking to overcome the light. But what happened instead? In verse 4 of Acts 8, we read, Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. The light was actually spread to more people. You could say that persecution caused the gospel to spread much faster and more widely than if Christianity had been accepted peacefully. In time, Satan shifted his tactics to focus more on contaminating the light than containing it. In Acts 20, Paul warned the Ephesian elders this way in verse 29 and 30, saying, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. But even with these methods, we see that darkness cannot overcome God's light. They merely reveal those who are not truly of the light. We're told this in 1 John chapter 2, verse 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might become plain that they all are not of us. We may at times become frustrated with people's attempts to bury the truth and bury those who proclaim the truth. But just as a small candle overcomes a dark room, so the light of Christ shines for all to see. Satan can't overcome it and will not overcome it. It is plain for everyone to see. Our responsibility as believers is to walk in the light and proclaim the light. If the gospel is veiled, the Bible tells us it is veiled to those who are perishing. You be faithful and proclaim God's word as he has stated it. God bless you all.